This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. I'd like to thank one of our sponsors, RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com. In today's dynamic retail landscape, tracking openings and closings before they take place has never been more important. Having this intelligence is an undeniable competitive advantage. RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com, also known as ROCK, tracks future openings and future closings. Comprehensive, accurate, and reliable, the ROCK is your crystal ball and the key to making well-informed decisions with confidence in today's evolving retail climate. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today we have Aaron Harris with us. Aaron is the Vice President of Real Estate and Construction for Dutch Bros Coffee. He's been in the industry for over 20 years and one of the most unique guests because he started off in his career path as a professional wrestler in the early 90s. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing great. Aaron, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, who you are, and who Dutch Bros is? Sure. Uh, Obviously, my name is Aaron Harris, and I am the uh, Vice President of uh, Real Estate and Construction for Dutch Bros Coffee. Uh, Dutch Bros Coffee is a very unique organization. 400 units, uh, all operated by operating partners, uh, folks who have worked in the stands for a number of years and now have a piece of ownership and a piece of skin in the game, so to speak, uh, much like a model you see at Chick-fil-A. Uh, 415 um, open and operating locations as of today. Uh, just opened a brand new store in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, in addition to that, the company's been around since 1992. We are operating in seven Western United States. We are currently making deals to go into three other states, and it is the fastest growing brand in America. Wow, that's amazing. And you're in the, the, the real estate department and you guys are growing at a rapid pace and you have 415 units. Give us some context. How, how big is the real estate department at Dutch Bros? Sure, our team is, uh, we have 26 folks who handle construction, legal, facilities, site selection, and then of course myself who has to be the uh, ringmaster for it all. And um, we work with many developers. We work with many site selection folks. We have unique brokers in each of our markets. Got it. And, and are most of the Dutch bros, and I've seen your posts on LinkedIn, uh, these, the, the, these posts are going viral. Uh, people definitely uh, seems like a cult favorite here. Are a lot of these freestanding? Absolutely. So the majority of our stores uh, are freestanding drive-through location, drive-through only locations. We have seven locations throughout our system which do not have a drive-through. Those are coffee house locations, usually located somewhere on a college campus. Um, out of the 400 plus stores we have, we have never closed a store. I want to I want to get people excited about that. Now, yeah. There's one temporarily closed because I'm going to relocate it. But we have never had we've never had to close one of one of our freestanding drive-through stores, which is pretty awesome. Makes it my job very easy. Um, asking about the the types of venues, we we do some multi-tenant. Uh, we've taken some end cap space as long as we can get the drive-through. Unique story for us is we need to get at least fifteen cars in our drive-through, 
And so a lot of our end cap space, it gets really tough for us to be able to do so. So, you know, we need all the stacking requirements from the city. Exactly. So we need, well, it's not only for the city, it's just for us too. uh, Because we don't have a lobby or a dining room, it's really for us, it's all about the party in the parking lot, right? So we've got music playing out there. We have the kids who work the lines because we don't have a static order point. Um, You know, we don't have like your typical menu board where you pull up to a squawk box. Um, we have the folks working the lines, come out to your car with an iPad, take take your order. So because it's no longer a static or, order point, I need a safe environment for those guys to be able to walk. And so our our guest experience is not in a dining room. Our guest experience is in that drive through queue. And yeah, we have it's to- It's really interesting. And so why the person on the iPad outside versus the squawk box? Absolutely. It's all about making a personal connection. Um, as much as we want to, you know, take your order and get you out of there fast, we want to be that little highlight of your day. One of the things about a cup of coffee or one of our energy drinks or one of our smoothies that we sell is it's really simple. We want you to come through and we want to sell you some love. We want you to feel really good about what you, about your day. You may not be able to afford to go to Ruth's Chris and get a steak dinner for you and your family that night, but you might be able to come up with a $4.50 to get a unique drink for us. And that's your daily escape. We want to make sure we treat you, whether you're spending $100 with us or $4 with us, we want to treat you just as well. Wow. And how, how much of a landmass do you need? Yeah, so it's ever-changing because we have some stores that we've built on 6,000 square feet with a 250-foot, I almost hate to call it a garden shed, but it's a little bitty kiosk. Right. Uh, but, but the reality is, is right now the prototype is – 856 square feet, a 20 by 40 building on at least 30,000 feet. And we're building these stores to do some pretty significant volumes. Um, And any typical fast food QSR pad you see, whether it be a Popeye's and Arby's or, um, you know, Wendy's, you look at the size of that, that building and the size of that lot. uh, That's the type of land I need to compete with. I may not be building a building just as big, but with the site work, the infrastructure that I have to put in and the drive-through queue, it's pretty similar. And are, are these now, like all these other uh, freestanding buildings, are they starting to get sold on the triple net lease market and the 1031 market? Absolutely. Well, we are very fortunate. Uh, we've been building, the majority of our stores have been developed in the West. Um, so in the, in the Western U.S. And so we are seeing cap rates that where we, we have gone sub five on cap rates uh, at least seven times, uh, sub, five, sub five and a half at least 20 times. Wow. Yeah, so that, I mean, that makes my job very easy. Developers don't stop calling me. We do this podcast, as soon as, it, as, soon as you drop this podcast, I'll guarantee 30 different developers are trying to call me um, because they, they want our product and they, they think it's a unique one. Awesome. Yeah. and and. Where is Dutch Brothers or Dutch Bros going from here, um, from a markets? Sure. So headquartered in Grants Pass, Oregon, opened in 1992. Uh, We we have been growing slowly. Um, We've been in Northern California, been in Colorado for about six years. And I've been here going on three years with Dutch Bros. And in the three years I've been here, one of the first things I said is we need to be in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we need to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico. While this is being recorded, guys, there's a store opening in Albuquerque, New Mexico this morning. Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, I have uh, three store, uh, four stores currently under construction, uh, one store open in St. George, Utah. And I think the, 
I think the question is, where are we going next? Uh, I speak to you right now from Texas. I'm in, uh, I'm in, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and we are looking at real estate here in Texas, along with some opportunities in uh, Oklahoma and, and moving slightly east from here. Uh, I don't see us going to Florida. Um, I, I know everybody's going to ask me that. Am I going to Florida? People want to know if I'm going to go up into the Northeast. I don't see that happening for a number of years. Uh, but I do think that we will continue to build on our footprint throughout the West and into the Midwest. Wow. What a really cool story. Mm -hmm. I, I want to I pivot a second. And you've been traveling through the pandemic. You've been opening stores. You know, what's your take on a state of the market? What's going on in coffee, food and beverage? What's going on in the world? Consumer behavior? Tell me it all, Aaron. I, um, I, I was based in Los Angeles, California when the lockdown started. I'm going to ramble for a minute. So um, based in California, the lockdown started and I said, I can't just sit at home. Uh, I can't travel. My team can't travel. Um, you know, we, we've got to figure out a way to do this. I don't want to slow down on growth. Um, and I decided just to social distance or isolate in a vehicle, loaded up a pickup truck and I moved, um, dro drove across the country to come to Texas and start looking for real estate to, for our deals. And um, I think the one thing that became very clear is after about week number two, uh, driving through these major metros, people figured it out. People figured out their routines. People figured out what they needed to be doing. When I say their routines, um, our stores, for example, we weren't very busy early in the morning once the pandemic started. You know, we're an early morning. You know, people come get their energy drinks or their coffee. Well, if nobody's driving to work at 530 in the morning, guess what? Nobody, you know, the routine has completely changed. It took us a while to figure out our business. Um, you know, kind of staying in a hotel right near a mall and looking at this mall, which the mall is closed. Then all of a sudden they start to open the stores. Now it's drive up only. You pull up to Best Buy and pick up your, you know, whatever you need from Best Buy's drive through But all of a sudden you see they're busy and they figured it out. Then you're out on the roads and you say, there's as much traffic here as there ever has been. Um, so I think you talk about state, state of the world. I, unfortunately, a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people not working, but I think people started to figure out routines. And then, uh, I don't know, you, you, you look at myself here and fortunately with Dutch Bros, we're, um, we're, we're what they, I think they called us an essential business, but we weren't forced to shut down. Uh, drive through only. Uh, so we didn't have gatherings, right? Didn't have gatherings in our lobbies and our dining rooms because we didn't really have those. So just customers in the drive-through and we followed all the proper safety procedures. It's a daily escape. Uh, customers wanted to leave the house. Even if they were forced to work from home, they would leave their house, come to our stores. And it's been, it's been great. You know, it, it, it's, it's been absolutely great for us. I, I think, uh, because we said we're going to lean into this we're, we're going to either this pandemic is going to get so bad that we're not going to be able to grow and business is going to fall apart so we're either leaning into this and doing it right or we're all going to shut down anyway um we've done we've done really well we made a decision as a company to, to continue the focus on growth and i i'll share with you we said we've signed in the last four months over 50 new deals um really believable yeah, well, I appreciate that. That's that's my team. Um, you know, we had a hiring freeze, ready to um, ready to bring two new people on board to help us. Uh, literally, the day we this pandemic and lockdown started, um, wanted to hire somebody to be in Texas and just was ready to send an offer and couldn't do it. 
and um, team couldn't travel. And so I've got folks who are stuck in Grants Pass, Oregon in our office. And I don't mean stuck, it's a lovely little town, but they can't, they obviously, they can't go out and travel. And um, I just myself solo living in a hotel room right now to, to help get out and look for sites and do day trips. And uh, I've done, um, I've done 25 different market tours where I, the, the new normal is tag team uh, brokers in their car. I'm in my car and we're following, following each other while, uh, you know, follow, following each other, simply put while uh, we'll drive it, you know, um, we're not, not in a car together. And uh, you know, we, we might uh, hit a drive through and grab lunch together while he's in his car and I'm in my car. It's, it's just a very unique way to do business. Yeah. Really unique. Yeah. The, with your organization, have you been on the, the zoom calls all day? Like everyone else? Yeah, um, we have been. And um I think sometimes you just get the zoom fatigue, right? You just have to, you, you, you just have to walk away and, you know, we have contests, you, you know, we've got a zoom, whatever we can do with zoom backgrounds. Um, other times it's, I never talked to you this much before the pandemic started. Why do I need to see you face to face right now? We can just do it over the phone. So I think there's been a little revolt from a few of us, uh, but, but absolutely. And frankly, my days have never been better scheduled than they are right now. Yeah, that is true. Same here. Busier than ever, but definitely better scheduled. Yeah. One of the things you said that I, I loved was Dutch Bros didn't just sit back and relax. You leaned into it yeah. and you guys took it head on and, and, and faced the challenges. And I, I think that's really important, right? In a, in a crisis, in, a, in, in anything in business, you know, sitting back and waiting is not the answer. You have to, you have to face the challenges head on. So I really think that's awesome that you guys leaned in. And, and, and you know, one of the things, Chris, uh, just, just to be blunt about it, we're making deals right now with a lot of the world isn't. And, and now that's shifted over the last six weeks. People have found out drive throughs work really well during the pandemic. So it's gotten competitive for me all of a sudden, but I was standing behind the deals we had put together uh, some of my competitors had sent some letters asking for major rent relief and force majeure type considerations and walked away from some leases. We never did that. Um, we, we obviously exercised all of our rights, but we never once asked for rent relief. That's just not who we were at the time. And I don't think it's who we are in the future. Um, I don't know if my legal team will like me saying that, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, we, weren't, we, we said, let's make some deals. And the, the good news is when people were panicking, I was able to get some of the principals on the phone, meaning I may not, I may not always be able to talk to the principals of some of these REITs, but all of a sudden, wow, somebody wants to make a deal when, when everybody else is not paying me rent. I was able to, I was able to get action very quick. And so that, that's one of the things that we talk about leaning into it. And it's let's not take six weeks to figure this out. We've got this, we've gone through an approval process. We like the site. We know it works. Let's get the deal done. Let's get all the decision makers on a call. Don't tell me you have someplace else to be because no one does right now. Let's get it done. <laughs> I yeah. love the attitude and the enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, and I can just tell that it probably permeates through Dutch bros. So that's really, really awesome. Uh, we got to get you up to Oregon, let you drink an annihilator and uh, you're going to be bouncing off the walls later in the day. You'll love it. <laughs> when travels back, uh, I will definitely get there. And uh, uh, hopefully one day a, a Dutch bros is a DLC tenant, but that, that is really, uh, really, uh, really cool. So 
I want to bring us to the, the next part of the show, which is the story behind the deal. And you mentioned it earlier. You're opening a store this morning in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is a little unique. Uh, and I'm going to let you tell the story about about this because uh, I think it starts long, long ago, not just when the Dutch Bros happened. Yeah. Um, so I keep saying Albuquerque is technically Rio Rancho, a suburb of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sure. And um, long before I long before I was doing the work here with Dutch Bros, I was uh, head of development over at Popeyes and working with some of our franchisees to to make some deals. And we had looked at re- relaunching. We had two stores in the market with Popeyes, and we had looked at doing several others um, in, in the market. And I was working with a franchisee and just toured the market. So we haven't opened in 10 years. Let's open a few new stores. Worked with a few of our modeling companies to put some things together. And, and we, were using, we were using analytics companies like Birchwood and Buxton and whatnot. Um, kept pinpointing back to one new site where something was being built uh, right across the street from Petroglyph Medical Plaza. Um, <laughs> it's a, on, on the corner of Unser and Wellspring. And it, was, it just kept pushing, pointing back to there on our modeling tools. And then once we get up there, I see that a developer has done all the infrastructure and put in all the roads and these pads set up for development. Just you can't ask for anything better. And a brand new hospital being built and all these brand new homes. And this is exactly what you want when you're looking at doing retail development, right? You push them to the corner and you say, this works. And of course, I was working with a franchisee who did not really want to grow. And it, it was a great opportunity and the, the prices were right. And, um, and, and I'm going back about six years looking at these empty pads and he just never would do the deals. And we, uh, we, we tried to twist his arm and he, he just wouldn't get there for, for, for whatever reason. And when I, I've, I've just always loved Albuquerque, loved the New Mexico area. When I, what happened is when he, when he refused to do the deal, I ended up eventually leaving Popeyes and obviously working with Dutch. One of the first things I said is we need to go into a couple of new markets. And I think Albuquerque is a great one. Now, this was four years removed from my frustrations trying to develop with the Popeyes guy there. And I run new models using our analytics and our data and our, our point, you know, pain points where we need to be. Sure enough, the pin drops on the map right there at this spot again. Gee, <laughs> good real estate always wins. This shouldn't be a shock, right? And um, well, I'll be darned if that site's not available. I mean, the, the pad next door to the one we were looking at was available, and it's been built out a little since, but that pad's available. Wow. And I'm like, wow, this is just serendipitous. This is where we need to be. This is where we need to launch the market. And we, we worked really hard to get that put together. And I, and I, I just got to share with you the, the county and the, the, the city of Rio Rancho and the people of New Mexico have been incredible to work with. And our permitting process was incredible and our construction process was incredible. And frankly, the neighbors, I mean, just the, the couple of local pizza joints calling us up saying, hey, we know you've got people coming into town and hey, let's, let's feed you. Well, we appreciate you opening new business. We, that's what people have done for us there. And I, and I think the punchline here, and I mean, I, I could talk about this for hours, but the punchline here is that store opened this morning at 4.30. Um, we had cars in our drive through line at 9.30 last night. Apparently, people parked out in the parking lot to be the very first customer for Dutch Bros in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that is just freaking amazing. So as we speak, and I will tell you, what is it? It is 
8.30 right now. And as we speak, I am looking at uh, 22 cars in our drive in our drive through stack. And uh, we'll do that all day long. And uh, wow. that's incredible. That is incredible. Uh, people camping out the night before, awesome. I do have to ask, you You just looked at your phone and said you have 22 p- cars in your stack. What What tells you that? What do you have that says that? You're oh, in Texas. I, oh, yeah. No, I got it. I, 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 come on. I stay, I stay connected. I have text from the kids right now who are, uh, who are all on site. And I say the kids. I've got a construction manager twice as old as I am who's actually on site to make sure everything's okay this morning. And I think he's the most excited of any of the kids in the store today. Right? Unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. great. How did how – did, New Mexico learn about Dutch bros. How was this fan following? All right. So I think uh, I I looked at this as it's our second most successful market is probably Phoenix, Arizona, outside of our home market in uh, Grants Pass, Oregon. Yeah. In in Oregon, our second most successful market would be Phoenix. And I, I felt that just coming out of interstate 10 coming out of Phoenix and Tucson into El Paso or 40 coming out of, Phoenix into Albuquerque. It just seems like a natural extension. Um, I think, I think what you'll see sometimes is there'll be some folks, uh, you'll see a lot of Arizona license plates as you're hanging out in New Mexico. And I, I think there's just that regional draw. So, so you get some of that. Um, one of the, one of the things we've been known to do is uh, carry like some Dutch bros stickers. And as, as you're out looking at empty buildings or whatnot that you're going to build, put one of those stickers up there and, just, you know, Dutch bros, not coming soon, just a Dutch bros sticker. <laughs> and all of a sudden it goes viral a little bit, right? And, and people start reaching out to our social media team saying, Dutch bros stickers in New Mexico? What's going on? What's going Got on? Got it. That's great. I love yeah. that, that, that boots on the ground buzz yeah. you're getting. Absolutely. And we, uh, we, we definitely get that buzz and we definitely get that buzz in places like, uh, like Utah as well. But absolutely. Very, very cool. When you were working with Popeyes, I'm assuming that you had spoken to the developer or landlord of that parcel. Uh, did is it the same owner today? No, it's not. Uh, you know, y- y- uniquely, um, the person who had put that together before uh, sold the project, and he he literally just wanted to do the infrastructure of his old farmland. And so no, a, a retail developer, a retail developer, uh, Greg Sofio and uh, Mako Kellerman out of Anvil Development uh, actually purchased that property and developed it for us. They they did it. They did a great job. They put together a great project. Um, probably, frankly, you know, give them a shout out right here. Some of the best developers I've ever worked with. And give us some context of timing. You know, especially now in the pandemic, it opened today. When did this lease get signed? Uh, this lease was signed in October of last year. Okay. So October to now it was signed. You went, you got your permits, all that stuff. When did construction start? We were under construction in this store for 109 days. Um, so it was a, 109 days of construction, which is a little longer than we like to take. Um, but first, first time out for this GC, uh, you know, new market and whatnot. Um, we've, been turned over for about two weeks. We've been two and two weeks of training before opening today. So, yeah. Understood. Uh, we, like, we like to keep our t- typical construction days uh, under 90. Love that. So, you're, you're, and that's not including site work. No, that includes site work. That includes site work. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, wow. My, my 
construction guys listening to this are like, oh, come on, Aaron, don't do this to us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we've actually seen, we've seen in Arizona and Nevada, some guys that can consistently turn out um, stores in the 80s, 80 days. Um, and then we've seen, we've seen some unique challenges in places like Colorado, where we have some topo- topography issues, uh, where we can go slightly over 100. But uh, the goal is on this, you know, freestanding single tenant building to get them, get them open in 90. Absolutely. Any, and you signed 50 deals. I'm sure you were under construction. And I don't know about this store in Albuquerque, but did you get shut down anywhere from construction? Yeah. Um, the, the good news is we were, we were able to meet all the social distancing requirements and keeping folks apart from each other. And um, I think all of our GCs figured out a way to kind of stagger some shifts where we may have a tile crew in doing some work at one point. They have a drywall crew coming in a little bit later, but we kept the people working. Um, we did have several communities where they shut work down altogether. And, th- and that was really a function of the community, uh, not the city saying all work has to stop, but probably some, some, some concerned citizens driving by saying, we don't think that should be going on. And okay, we're not gonna argue with you, cool, we'll stop. Um, right. So there was some of that. And yeah, so we actually, we have one project that we actually shut down for four months. Um, it's, it, it has since restarted, um, that's in the state of Washington. Yeah, I'm assuming, uh, you know, given that this opened today and the construction was 109 days, you didn't have any shutdowns on the Albuquerque store? Absolutely. No, no shutdowns whatsoever. Yeah. Um, amazing. And, you know, this is really a, you know, I, I, I get a, a couple of lessons and takeaways here for me, which is, you know, one, it's a don't give up. Right. You, you, you kept going. I mean, this is a deal, a site you've been looking at for multiple brands for six years. You had conviction around it. Uh, And I think too, the other one is just really knowing your markets. You had, you know, I go back to conviction. You had conviction about this site uh, for QSR and understanding the market. And I think that's really important for the listeners out there, like really knowing your markets, having convictions about certain pieces of real estate and, uh, the proof is in the pudding. We're sitting here today and there's 22 cars in queue right now. And, and Chris, I, th- I think it's really important to remember this isn't just one man's opinion. We, we actually lay behind some data on this. We lay data into it. Um, our, our company spends a lot of money for, for analytics to pull information. Sure. And we've worked, we've worked with uh, Deborah Hayden and uh, um, qualitative analytics to put together a model that tells us how our Stores should perform, um, and then we work with Michael Simon at uh, you know SiteWise and Tetrad to help us also pinpoint um, all of the data we need to make the right decisions when it comes to building these sites. So, I mean, as much as I like to drive by, my hunch says that's great, but then as my team likes to say, okay, now let's back it up. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get in arguments about the data? I'm like, the data it's not right. I know. Um, you know, the, the biggest challenge, yeah, of course. I mean, that, that, um, the, big, the biggest challenge that I have when I'm trying to get in arguments about data is green. When you're in a, when you're in a green field, I, I think data is 18 months old at best, no matter what you have. And so when you're in a brand new development where stuff is coming in and two years ago, it was just farmland or industrial property was just being redeveloped. It's never going to model well because the, the, the factors that you're looking for, the retail draws, the traffic counts, weren't there when these data points were pulled. And so that's the argument you have to get to is, I don't necessarily want to be first, but I 
I want to be a part, I want to go along for the ride, so to speak, with, with some of these other retailers. And I, mean, I hate to say it, but if Walmart's going there, why wouldn't I, right? I mean, if Walmart's spending a lot more money to figure out why they need to build in this particular, and there's a pad farm in front of Walmart. Sure. Game over. Next. Right. right. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, you know, in the greenfield space, that, that's really, sometimes it's less about site specific, more about the demographics of the market when you're looking at the analytics. Obviously, the site matters, but you need to have conviction around the demos that the, that the market's going to work and that, um, you know, you're hoping that's the right, the right piece of dirt. Uh, and that's where the market's going to shop uh, once you build it. But the, the market matters a lot in those greenfield spaces, you know, even, you know, more than probably than that specific corner. You got to get the market right if it's really a green space. For Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, this was a fantastic story. Uh, this is really an exciting brand. You've got me energized on a Friday, Aaron, and I, I really appreciate it. We're going to go to the last part of the show, retail wisdom. And I have three questions for you. Okay. Tell me when you are ready. I'm ready. All right. Question one. Best piece of commercial real estate advice out there for the listeners. Never give up. You find the corner, don't settle for where you are and never give up. So push them to the corner. This is where you want to be. Be patient. The site's going to come. Don't give up and don't make exceptions for who you are. All right. Don't say, well, this is the best we can do for now. So we're going to go, we're going to go ahead and settle because that's how you end up with an average store. That would, that would be my biggest advice. Got it. And, and speaking of average store from a, from a, from an, AUV, you know, how do you stack up versus other QSR groups? Sure. Uh, as, far, as far as other QSRs, we, I mean, I'm not doing as much as a Chick-fil-A or an In-N-Out burger. That'd be nice. But uh, we, we, our sales are probably about 20% higher than the average Popeyes, Arby's, or Taco Bell. Um, and then I think if you look at us compared to the average Starbucks, uh, we're, we're probably running about 30% higher. Wow. Yeah. Now that we, we, we've got some, we have some really good stores. And I think as we, I think that might settle down a little bit as we open a few more, but uh, we've got, we've definitely got a buzz around our, around our product. Like I said, people in line at nine 30 last night for a drive through that opened at four this morning. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Can't, yeah. can't, can't complain about that. That's for sure. All right. Second question, a fan favorite. What extinct retailer do you wish would come back from the dead? Tower Records. Oh, you're a music buff. I'm a music buff. I'm also a, I'm a kid who grew up in Los Angeles, and uh, there was nothing cooler than having, you know, having one of our friend's older brothers drop us off on the Sunset Strip, and we would go to Tower, we would go to Tower Records on Sunset in Hollywood. Um, yeah, nothing better than Tower Records, and just... Just look at the album covers all day long. I love it. Yeah. All right. Last question, Aaron. Yes. My phone has been giving me fits lately. It's time for a new phone. And I, I even have, you know, the, the, ten, the 10, but it's time for a new phone. And I've been, you know, the battery's going on this. but So I've been charging it like crazy. And so right now I'm on zag.com and I'm looking at the 
the Mophie wireless charger, uh, the 10W universal wireless charging pad. It's and it's it's good for, with Apple and Samsung. What does that retail for? Oh. <laughs> Hoping you're gonna ask me the price of the phone. Oh. $89.99. Well, it's normally $59.95, but today it is $29.95. So that seems like a steal to me. So uh um, a shop. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for playing. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, listen, Aaron, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on this story is awesome i love the the story of how you ended up uh getting a site that you wanted but with a different brand and uh wish nothing but dutch bros and you uh continued success man thank you so much look forward to talking to you soon Thanks yeah man everybody thank you for listening to retail retold if you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show please reach out to us at retail retold at dlcmgmt.com This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.